Hello and welcome to another episode of Mindshare Radio. My name is Kevin Whelan and today I want to talk to you about three reasons why you always want to maintain and use your process during your client engagements. So what I've found is that whenever I skip past my sort of my, my core process, at least especially when I'm getting going with a client, I always regret it and it always rears its head later on. And what I've realized is that, you know, I've been building websites, for example, since the early 2000s and freelancing since 2006 and um, and consulting for, you know, I don't know, some number of years, six, seven years plus running an agency. And, and uh, what I've realized is that I've kind of developed the process both through education and through experience and uh, it's sort of there, it's there for a reason and it is the way that it is for a reason. And anytime that I skip or don't use my process, I always come back to regret it for some reason later on. So in this episode, I want to talk about how you should try to stick to your process, not rigidly, not as though it's the only way as though you, you don't have any room for flexibility or for thinking, but in a way that it allows you to have a lot of leeway between, uh, between both sticking to your process, but also kind of uh, uh, rolling with the, the, the situation a little bit as well. So you want to have flexibility, otherwise you'll break and you never want to feel like you're not actually thinking you're just following a, a checklist. You kind of need that balance of both, but generally speaking, you know, just like if you were headed on a, on a path and you wanted to end up in uh, Siberia, you know, there'd be a map that would help you get there and you'd have to sort of plot your course. And as long as you're sort of generally headed north, northward or northeast or whatever, uh, direction it, it is from you, uh, you'll, you'll, generally get there. So as long as that's sort of occurring, then it's okay. It's when you just sort of get dropped on a map and you start walking or maybe following your client. And that's when things can really start to break down. So we'll get, we'll get into some of that a little bit in this episode. Uh, and I just want to yeah, reinforce, um, why that process is important and just sort of remind you of the value of having, having a process first of all, and then sticking to it, even when it's easy to sort of jump in and go with momentum, go with the flow, uh, because yeah, a lot of times that'll come back to bite you and at least it has for me. So I want to kind of talk you through at least three examples as to why that's important. So, uh, the first one is the client experience. So from the moment a client hires you or decides to sign the dotted line for that first 48 hours or so, they're really wondering if they made the right decision. So there's a lot of buyer's remorse going on. Chances are you're not cheap. Chances are this is a big project and an important one for them. And if they choose you and it doesn't work, well, what if they chose someone else and it did work? Uh, you know, six or 12 or 18 months later, you know, how will the dust settle? So they're always, always going to be thinking, regardless of how confident they are in you in the first place, they're going to be committing some meaningful sum of money. And they're always going to be wondering, did I make the right decision? So having a process, particularly an onboarding process, can really, really instill confidence in your clients, can show them that you're going to take care of them, can show them that this isn't, that you're not the first person that I'm helping, or they're not the first person you're helping um, do something like what they're trying to accomplish. And ultimately, it'll help them kind of feel safe knowing that they've made a good investment in you, that they've made the right decision, and that they're likely to get a result because every sign so far has been positive. So they're acutely aware of any inconsistencies, any kind of hand-waving, any kind of making it up as you go along. Very, very aware of that. So it's really, really critical to have that first touch point as soon as, you know, and this goes back to even before and during your sales process um, and your marketing and everything else, everything leading up to that point of the sale, but then especially so after they've agreed to move forward with you because that's when they're most acutely aware of inconsistencies and whether you're going to be the right fit for them. So 
it's another reason why you want to give a 30 day out and be really transparent about that and say, Hey, if we find after working together that we're not a perfect fit after 30 days, look, I don't want your money. I can refund you and, or we can decide to just sort of wrap it up there and move on. Uh, so just know, have some confidence knowing that you get to sort of try before you really fully buy a longer, like a four six or eight month engagement with you. Uh, I usually do six month engagements. I, I have done four. Um, I just don't want to set the expectation that after four months, uh, for my, for my clients, for example, my coworking clients or any other industry, I don't want them to think that, you know, after four months, like all their marketing problems are solved because things take time and there's an evolution and there's a process and learnings and all kinds of stuff that goes on. So I don't like four months, six months is when I really see things coming together. Usually we can redesign a new website. Anyway, there's a whole, whole thing in there. So main thing is though that first touch point that first 48 hours if you will needs to be really really well dialed in especially that first confirmation email i have a template in this in mindshare pro it's the kickoff email i use when someone agrees to move forward with me and it really downloads all the things like here's here's what to expect regarding invoicing here's what i need from you here's what we're going to do to set up a next call here's your questionnaire that i need to send you and i need you to fill out prior to our first call so that uh, i can we can hit the ground running Maybe there's a video or something like this that I can send them as well, just depending on the personality of the person or depending on how I feel. Uh, I sometimes will send a, a welcome video. Um, but yeah, I think that for initial client experience is really going to be the thing that's going to reinforce that purchase decision. And when you don't have a process for that, boy, does it feel like it. And honestly, it's uh, you know kind of a sign of a rookie. Uh, maybe you're able to charge a good amount. You've been able to sell and market yourself effectively and then and then charge a reasonable amount. Uh, but not having an onboarding process is a clear sign that, that you're not truly at the professional standard that they needed to be at. And there's going to be all kinds of buyer's doubt and remorse, which creates micromanagement, which creates anger, which creates frustration and it creates like they feel like they need to take control when when they don't get a sense that you're the adult in the room so really important that 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 kickoff and then from there every other part of the experience is uh, also uh, process oriented or at least roughly related to a tried and true terrain map that you have trekked before you know you're not going to fall follow exact nooks and crannies and turns that you've taken before with other clients but you're generally going to follow the direction go over similar mountains and similar times and ultimately end up uh, in Siberia or wherever it is they want to go, if not Siberia. So that's the main one. It's onboarding, and uh, and that includes even things like, you know, uh, getting them equipped with your processes that you like to use. I use things like a KPI spreadsheet, which is which tracks and analyzes all the the data that we're working with, and that that's also a template that I share in Mindshare Pro. Uh, it could also be like, here are the tools I want you to use: Google Docs, Google Drive. I explain all that as well, but like, what are the tools that you use and making sure that they're fully equipped on it, that they have it all, that they understand it and they know what their responsibilities are in terms of actually using or not using the things you recommend. It might be Slack, it might be email, like really kind of getting them acquainted with all the tools that you like to use and setting the pre the precedent for how this will, all, all the stuff will be organized. That's going to be really critical for you as well, because if things aren't organized, then the client engagements go off the rails and that's not good for anybody. So really you want to show them that you're in control from the beginning and then also throughout the engagement that, that you're in control, that, that you've done this before, that you have a way of doing all the main things but that you're also a little bit flexible. So if they don't like using Google, you know, G Suite or whatever it's called, Google Apps, they, you can use Microsoft Teams or whatever the equivalent is in Microsoft. Uh, so having that flexibility is really is really key as well. Um, but generally having a structure for things, because um, in absence of you having a structure, it creates a vacuum and, uh, you know, uh, you can't have a leadership vacuum. They'll become the leader. They'll take control and that won't be good necessarily for you if you're the if you're the expert in the room trying to help them get a result, which is what they're paying you to be. So the client experience overall is the main 
reason you want to have a process and that starts from the sales conversation. It actually starts from how you market yourself, but the sales conversation, especially, do you have a process for, for handling sales conversations? Uh, can you get to their challenges? Can you understand the job to be done? Can you help paint a better picture of the future? Can you understand the context and the why behind it matters and therefore the value of why it matters? All these things matter in the sales context. And then when you close the deal, the onboarding piece, and then how do you execute? And in, in Mindshare Pro, as well as just in general, as I teach, there's a, that I use a Trello template that I share with you. Um, but there's basically it's, you know, how does the onboarding look? How does the strategy process look? What is our, you know, how do I do some audits around your analytics? And then how do we get into like the platform? So we're looking at your, your, your website and, and any other kind of platforms you're using the content that then lives on it is sort of next. And then things like promotion, um, SEO ads, like what, what can we then, you know, once you have the foundation built, what, how do we get more people to that website? So there's sort of a, a process and there's like, I don't know, 10 or 15, maybe 20 phases in it and over, over 125, uh, ideas and, and tactics that I like to accomplish. And they're ordered in a left to write sequence so that I can more or less follow it. I invite the client into that Trello board and I show them, hey, here's how we're going to work. And they're really blown away, especially in my co-working niche where that Trello board uh, gets smarter and smarter with every new client. Any new idea I have gets put in there as an idea. And we address it in roughly the order we need to go into. Now, my job as the advisor is to know, okay, these things need to come before this. You know, let's get some quick results over here where we know there's some deficiencies or there's some opportunity. And then let's really work left to right. Let's refine this and build on the process because we'll get to the next point. But actually, let's use that as a segue to the next point. The, one of the reasons you want to use your process and not just follow the lead of your client um, is, you know, especially initially, but also throughout the engagement is that one thing tends to build on the next. So if you jump into an engagement and suddenly you're talking about, uh, you know, pay-per-click strategies and SEO, well, you haven't, and like landing pages and website redesign and all these tactical things, you haven't really addressed the strategic issues. You haven't really understood, are you well positioned? Who are your competition? Why do people buy? What's the job to be done? What is the pain that, that you're solving? What is the challenge that you're solving? What's the value of that? of that solution and why does it matter? What's the context and who's the consumer and who's the, the decision maker or the sponsor or the stakeholder, uh, who else is involved? So, you know, all these strategy pieces make the rest of your decisions easier, including, you know, depending on how your position will make every other decision around marketing and sales far easier because you've made, you have that very clear understanding of what problem you're solving and for whom, and you've clearly messaged it and you've therefore attracted the right person. And, and then it becomes easy to know, okay, what tactics should we use to reach this person and how do we use them in a way that actually reaches them and communicates and connects with them. So um, one thing tends to build on the next. So if you end up, if you find yourself jumping in and and following the lead of the client, chances are you're going to immediately go into tactics and you're going to skip over some strategy and the tendency will be to pull you away from the strategy because tactics look like the answer. But until you're confident that, and yeah, sometimes, again, caveat here, and this is where the flexibility comes in, sometimes I will start with, okay, we do we, we need to run ads right away. Your website's good enough to run ads to it, and people are searching for the solution that you're offering. So let's at least get those ads, at least let's get that started, and then we can go back and do some strategy piece. Um, things like that can can work, you know, or this is, you know, websites like offline and broken. We need to get that fixed right away. So at least it's online and then whatever. So there are little tactical things you can jump into, but really quickly you want to get back to strategy to make sure that all your other decisions are easier, more aligned and more effective and uh, therefore cheaper on an acquisition basis and, and, um, and, and better, more effective for everyone. So because one thing builds in the next, you don't want to just be focused on, okay, let's get, let's send as much traffic to our website as possible. But it turns out 
while our website's not actually designed very well and the copy of it doesn't resonate because we haven't really gotten clear on our target market because we haven't spent any time on our on our messaging and our positioning and, and our strategy and our research. And research is another key key component to, to succeeding in a lot of um, industries and unconventional and conventional industries. So because one thing builds on the next, you don't want to start, you know, building the roof before the foundation is laid because that's just not going to be effective. You, you know, even if you got a million people that came to your website, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So you're going to be wasting all your money, time and energy uh, spent there. So, um, which leads us to the last part, um, is that, you know, results will depend on you following a process and trust the fact that you've built up your process over several clients because you probably didn't have a process when you first started, probably took you a long time to sort of hone it in and refine it. And, you know, trust that fact that if you have a process, it's because you've experienced enough to know that you need a process. Hopefully you've learned a little bit from some of the processes that I share in Mindshare in the community, as well as Mindshare Pro, the, the paid resources that I include. Um, but ultimately results are what you're after and having a process will help get you to a consistent result. Now that process and how you get there might be variable a little bit, but again, let's use the Siberia example. Um, there's probably some mountains and some cold, cold weather, and there's the long roads and some trains we need to take. And therefore there's equipment we need to bring with us and there's paths that we should take and there's routes that we should avoid, especially at certain times of year. So there's a ton of nuance and a ton of variations to getting to Siberia. Uh, and that, but you're the, you're the guide, you're the one to help them sort of get there and you know what to bring with you and you know what to do. So ultimately you're going to keep getting people to Siberia, even if your process evolves and changes and improves every, every single time. But if you don't have a process, then you're always going to be kind of guessing from scratch and trying to remember, Hey, what do we bring on a trip like this? And where do we go? And what, what hills do we avoid? What mountains should we climb? You know, what valley should we cross? Uh, I'm stretching my analogy, but you get the point, right? So in order to get consistent results, you want a consistent process, even if it's flexible. And that's the sort of the dichotomy that people play with. It's not like you can't process everything to death, but you can certainly have a process for thinking about things and having frameworks and having, you know, first things first, first principles understood, you know, the same reason I, before I build a website, I want to get the messaging and the strategy clear. <clears throat> Otherwise the website will be pretty, um, indistinguishable from the competition and therefore not as effective. So, um, in order to get the results consistency, you want to have that process. So just to recap really quickly, you know, the three main reasons are one is client experience, especially on the onboarding, but even including the sales, because sales will impact your proposal, which will impact your close ratio, which will impact, uh, then the first impressions and, and then will impact the results. And are you ultimately going to get them the results they want and understand why those results matter? So everything from the sales process straight through to how you end an engagement, there should be a process. There should be a way of phasing out your engagements or wrapping them up or triggers that remind you it's time to maybe close this engagement off or, or preempt a conversation that needs to happen between you and your clients. For example, if they're no longer implementing and no longer listening to your advice, relationship has probably run its course. It's good to have those discussions and find your way out. Um, so there should be a process for everything. Uh, and that's going to make the experience better for your client overall. Um, and therefore maybe generate more referrals and generate more confidence overall. And there's all kinds of intangible and tangible benefits of doing that. <clears throat> and the other one is that it, one thing builds on the next. So by not having a strategy that's based on the fundamentals and the groundwork that's going to build and everything else is going to depend you know, if you picture like a Gantt chart for a construction site and, you know, in month six, we're building the the roof. And if you just pick 
tactics and build the roof first because you've got the roofer available, well, you're going to have problems because there's not going to be any walls to support it nor a foundation and the house is going to you know fall apart or you're not going to have a house. So one thing builds on the next, which is another reason. So don't get, don't get too sucked into where the client wants to take you in terms of tactics. Really focus on your process and bringing it back home and doing the things that you know are important first. And yes, sometimes there are things you know you need to do get those done and then come back to the the core process that you have. So it's even part of my process, frankly, to look for those quick wins, look for those, uh, f- fixing any of those obvious deficiencies. If the website, I had a client once, the website wasn't even ranking Google because there was a no index tag on the entire site. First thing we did, let's take off the no index and let's resubmit the website to Google and then uh, allow, allow Google to at least crawl your website. And then we can go back and actually build you the proper website. Uh, and then we can worry about getting traffic to it. And until then, it's not going to be effective. Uh, with the strategy stuff uh, in between. So part of my process is to work on those quick wins and fix quick fixes, and then to continue going back to the strategy, the platform, the content, the promotion, and all the things that follow from that. So client experience, one thing builds on the next, and ultimately creating consistent results, which is going to be the way you stay in business. It's going to be the way you retain clients. It's going to be the way that you uh, get referrals. It's going to be the way ultimately that you're going to earn, earn money. If you don't get results, you're not, you're creating a, a business model that is against the incentives of the economy. So everything, incentives rule everything around us. And if you're not getting ROIs for your clients and you're not getting results, then it's a skewed relationship. So you might've been okay at getting the client, but ultimately it's going to, it's going to fail the relationship and that's not going to re, re, lead to knock on business. And ultimately you've taken more than you've given. Uh, and that puts you in a, an imbalanced situation. The client has to be the one if they're investing in you ethically, especially to gain the most from the relationship uh, and you're charging for a value of that, you know, or very least not lose and then gain on top of it if, if they're in a losing position to begin with. So those are three things. One is great client experience, creates a great business. One thing builds on the next. So don't skip parts of your process that are really critical because you might even forget that, oh yeah, this is really important uh, before we do this to do this. And then creating those consistent results, which is going to make your process even better. So as you run into challenges and you realize that, well, we ran the process, but this is where it broke down. Let's go fix that. Let's go uh, add to it. Let's go improve that. That's going to be the next thing. So client experience, one thing builds the next and consistent results, which make for a powerful and strong business. So that's all for now. I just wanted to share that with you. I hope this helps. And if you are interested in learning more and uh, you want help with any of this, um, if you're listening to this and you're not in the Mindshare community, head over to mindshare.fm. You can sign up, join the community, get access to a bunch of resources and, and people. Ultimately, you're connecting with other marketing consultants and a few freelancers and agency owners as well that are looking to move up in their strategic kind of relevance. So join the community. Uh, most of you will be listening to this if you're in the community already. And otherwise, um, Mindshare Pro has got a ton of resources for marketing advisors uh, and marketers in general. So check that out if you're interested in that or if you want to get into or do more advisory level work or if you just want to add more of a strategic capacity to your execution work. That's totally fair game as well. Resources in there. I'll be doing a bunch of training. I do a bunch of training. There'll be a lot more coming. Uh, and then, yeah, so all that stuff is on Mindshare.fm and uh, my personal website, kevin.me, has uh, my daily blog. So you can get tips for building a profitable marketing advisory business over there. I send those once a day, short bite-sized emails. So uh, pay attention to that. And with that, I'll leave you, uh, I'll leave you with it. So yeah, just don't be scared to follow your process. It's important for you and your clients. And it's the only way ethically you can build your business because frankly, not only is it a good experience for them, but you can't really get the consistent results uh, for your clients without it, at least over time, it's 
not probable that you're going to do that, nor do you get to really take those learnings from each client and really formalize them so that you get more efficient, more effective over time. Uh, we didn't even get into that. It makes your job a lot easier and therefore more profitable, uh, more sustainable, less time intensive, more enjoyable for your client. All those are good things that come with that as well. Um, and yeah, creating those consistent results. So it, it'll be tempting to skip your process, but uh, avoid it if you can. That's all for now. And I'll talk to you soon.